Welcome to the podcast edition of Maximum Growth Live, the number one program for lawyers who want to grow their practices. Each week, our hosts, Seth Price and Jay Ruain, tackle the fundamental questions about how to grow the profit and profitability of your law firm. To watch the program live, submit your questions and hear the latest episode. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Facebook for our live show. Maximum Growth Live is a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tuesday edition, October 6th of Maximum Growth and Live, the Growth Tank Edition. Seth, so good to see you today. Over here next to me, Seth Price of Blue Shark Digital and Price Benowitz Law Firm in D.C., Maryland, Virginia. I am Jay Ruane of Ruane Attorneys here in Connecticut, as well as Get Firm Flex, your social media marketing firm for lawyers. And Seth, I got to ask you a serious question um, because it's something after last week's conversation, uh, I've done some soul searching. Uh, I, I spent the weekend frustrated, you know, pulling out what little hair I have here. Uh, but I finally got revalidated um, by Google local service ads. And literally, it came online today at 11.45 a.m. And we got our first call at 11.53 a.m. The client retained. I mean, eight minutes and we're, 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 we're back in. Yeah, look, you're, you're, it is a beta test. It is, yeah. as you see, very hard to get in. You have to get in and get verified. So it's a two-step process, right? You get right. in and you need Pinkerton to come through, which is way backed up. You are up. persistent and to a certain extent lucky. You get the right person at the right time. So anybody who gets in during these weeks, they're going to be a handful of bonus cases at a very good ROI. No question about it. Okay. So here's my question for you. And it's something that I've been agonizing over. We talked about how I didn't really invest in SEO for, I don't know, two decades. And now I'm looking at the SERPs, right? The SERPs are search engine results page, SERP, for people who don't know what that is. And I'm looking at the SERPs and I'm thinking there's Google screened on top. And I'm talking just about Google, right? I'm not talking about other platforms, but Google controls like Google's 90%. Everything. So we'll, we'll, Google's we'll, starts, our conversation starts and ends there. Okay. So we've got the screened on top. Right. Then we've got the pay-per-click. Right. Then we have GMB. Correct. Then we get to organic listings. Correct. And you're going to get 10, at best, 10 slots in that organic placement. Is it, is it, I mean, is SEO dead? I mean, because right. I'm no, thinking- it's, a great, it's a great question. I look, I go through this myself as a guy who loves SEO and has built a firm through it. The answer is no, it's not. Okay, First, but, I mean, no, let, me, but let me, let me, let me frame my question because I want to make sure that all of our listeners are able to sort of understand it because I see that. Attention spans are dropping so dramatically. We talked about this with Shankman, right? Here's the thing that I want to tell you that blows my mind out. It was only a week ago that we heard about the Trump $750 tax thing, right? It seems like a year ago in our collective consciousness, and it's only been about eight days. Attention spans are so moving so quickly that as people go forward, they're going to get to the first thing and just and make that connection. And that's it. They're not going to do the deep dives that when you and I first started out building these websites, people would fill out long form intake questionnaires of 75 questions for those early adapters, early adopters, whatever you want to call them. And I'm wondering if I have sort of missed the boat on SEO because you know what they say, 
where's the best place to hide a dead body on the internet? Page two of the Google search response, uh, search pages. Um, so I'm wondering how, how should I approach this? And I'm looking to you because I trust you um, to give me some guidance on this issue because I can just dump all my money into LSA. And if I do that, looks like I'm going to be getting some valuable cases out of it. Well, a couple things. One, LSA is just here, shows in certain markets, certain times, not always. Is it clear that Google's doing a land grab? Yes. And assuming there are no antitrust issues, we can talk about that, whether or not that's there to stay. At some point, Google will push far enough, it'll get pushed back, but that's not what we're playing for. Your question, a legitimate one, right? It used to be, I, I did a bunch of speeches when it was just before LSA, when it was just paid maps organic, you were playing for like nine. Now it keeps getting squeezed more and more. But this is what I'll tell you. First, just like pay-per-click in competitive markets, people get squeezed out. You get to the point where you're, you're working for Google, right? Where the clicks get yeah. so expensive that we are thankfully so fortunate in our market organically to do well that we don't play a huge pay-per-click game in the, in the personal injury space because the clicks have gotten so... You can make money there, but you end up paying so much to Google that you know you're basically have a new business partner. Right? Can I can I talk about that? Because one of the things that I did when I got re-verified is that I actually added personal injury to LSA, and I'm looking, and they're telling me that a, a leave from that would cost me like sixty dollars. Well, I'm right, thinking, God, a pay per click, a pay per click, a personal injury case for sixty dollars. I'll give you all my money at that rate. Right, and and you look, know. God bless and gobble up what you can while you can. That said. That's not forever. Google just announced, surprise, surprise, that the LSAs are going to an auction format. So before long, not only are they going to cost as much, but possibly more than what you're paying for in, in the, in the pay-per-click. You know, so if you want to differentiate it, eventually my, my take is that Google's going to make that almost like lead gen, like we're used to from total attorneys or any of these other foregone companies that you're basically going to end up paying per call. If it's an auction, those auctions are going to go to two, $300 per call, you know, which all of a sudden, you know, you better be closing a heck of a lot of those calls in order to make that cost effective. So I think a couple things. One is we are right now in a little bubble where yes, there is a, there is an opportunity just like when pay-per-click started, we could buy clicks for 50 cents a piece. And we thought we were geniuses and we built our law firms during those early days with those cheap clicks. But two things, number of people love the fact that you see the reviews. Now reviews are in LSA, understood, but that three pack with the map is pretty darn powerful. And the only way you're really gonna get there is to have some SEO juice behind it. It's very hard to get in the three pack just randomly. There are tricks, like you put you know, key, keyword stuff and name. I looked online today. For the king of Connecticut DUI, Ruane Attorneys wasn't in the three-pack. And I'm like, whoa, that just seems, and to me, it's not an either-or. When you're a developed firm like yourself, why would you not want both? We've talked a lot personally about the hit that's taken place during, during COVID. My, my sense is if you were more diversified online, you would be getting, not look, there are less cases, but it would be less of an impact. Organic search reaches places that nothing else hits on long tail searches, right? There sure, people, I, I Google everything and you come up. Now, look, you have a lot of SEO. We're, 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 you know, let's not overstate it in the sense that you produce a tremendous amount of content, you've spoken. So it's not like there are no links, but you haven't played that hardcore game. And there are people, I know I work with some, I know other people who work with others who have beaten you out, even though you are legitimately 
the name statewide that everybody offline would do, you have not replicated that online authority. So you're giving up for those people that go to organic or when on the times when either ads aren't showing, LSA isn't showing, the map isn't showing for, for many different things, A. B, the three pack, while you're in it, I'm sure quite frequently, there are many more opportunities I believe you have given up by not getting it. Now you've done so right. well, you could say, who cares? You could make money different ways, but there's definitely opportunity there. Right, and let, and let me talk to our audience a little bit about that because you know, it's come up on the show a couple of times and I want a little, I want to talk a little bit about why I don't want to be the biggest gorilla in the room or the biggest elephant or the Godzilla and that type of thing in my state uh, across the board. I can't wait for this answer. Well, here's why you, uh, you have a client of, of blue shark, uh, who's a good friend of yours has become a good friend of mine. Uh, Mark Sherman, phenomenal lawyer based in Southwestern Connecticut who does great work, right? I mean, he's a good lawyer and he does a lot of good work. If I came into and went toe to toe and, 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 and at him, I would lose all the referrals that he sends me in places other of Connecticut where he gets calls from and he doesn't want to make that drive. And there are guys like him in multiple parts of the state that as long as I'm seen as just another competitor and not this beast, if they get a call that's an hour away well, they know Jay goes there, and so they'll send me that case. Uh, and so I kind of want to keep my 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 enemies a little closer because, in that respect, they're they're yeah. I can I can benefit too from not coming in and trying to be this big gorilla who just destroys everybody. Um, you know, like the like the Home Depot does to all the small uh, mom and pop hardware stores. Um, you yeah, know, I, I don't I, I don't I, I don't Jay I don't fully buy it. Um, okay. To me, let me tell you why. I get the part of that argument where you say, I don't want to go into another market because I'm getting cross referrals. I, you know, to me, it better be a lot of cross referrals to not do it, but fine. Right. Bunch of reasons, but, and I, I still don't fully buy that argument, but for your home market, for you not to dominate it, the way you put J you put a thing on a, on a listserv and you say, who should you go to in Connecticut for a DUI? Like it, it's amazing to watch the results for Jay Ruane. You have so much authority. You're friend. You're like one of the few people friendly with both DUI associations. You speak. You you go to you go to like B two B lawyer conferences and you set up a booth. You are you you walk talk. You 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 do stuff pro bono and you know for innocence project type cases. You've done all of that. So all you would need to do is connect your offline authority online, and you'd have that much more. Now look, you've done stuff like state contracts. Nothing wrong with that. But right. my philosophy when I started was I wanted to get away from that. The, the, as you've seen and you've had the issues, it's it's a labor issue, managing of people issue. It, there sure. are headaches. You have regulatory issues if you screw something up with money. There are all these different things. Plus, it's not that much per hour. So to me, oh, I, wanted, I, know. We, I mean, we basically lose money on those cases. But right. it's it's you know it's one of the things that you know we we're committed to that area of law just from a philosophical standpoint. God bless. Yeah. So do your pro bono is my attitude. The low bono I I dislike because I feel it's in between the two. Again, there there are reasons for right. doing everything. I'm not, but what I'm saying is I I wanted to develop a marketing plan that would allow me to not have to use the court appointed work that was sort of when we started that was our goal dave was doing was a public defender was doing court appointed work when we started and so to me it's about executing on digital excellence to give yourself the best chance not just for paid it's not like you shouldn't do paid if paid works 
God bless and do it. There's nothing better in my mind when we had the paid result, the map result, and the organic result. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the best when you look at the page and it's basically your name over well, and over and over again. And that and that's but but that's really what I was trying to do myself, which is it's one thing to have a paid ad. There's nothing wrong with it, and that's why some of the TV advertisers have that extra bump in the, in the PI space because you you know their name and you see their name. But I don't have that. I'm not on TV. So for me, if I am able to get that trifecta, now it's I'll need a whatever four four fecta. But a quad what is a quadfecta? Um, you know, uh, basically a quinella. The idea, a quinella. So if I if I can go from you know if I can get the LSA the paid the the three pack by the time they get down to organic they feel like they know you and so to me I want this I want the Jay Ruane feeling that people know and you're ubiquitous digitally and that's why I pay my dues in all three areas because again it's easy to say oh well it's just organic it's not it's organic and it's a three pack you're not getting into the three pack on a regular basis without authority unless you have you, you know some exact match craziness. So, you know, the idea being it's getting you those two. We don't know. And we talked about this before we went on. We don't know where LSA is going. There are a bunch of products that end up not making it for Google. So again, I know right now you're feeling fat and happy because you're getting those early clicks for no money. We both know that that's not remaining. So the question is when, when that same case that's $60 right now is 475, then the question is, Hey, if I had built a foundation in organic and I can get those same clicks, maybe, you know, it may be less of them, but I can get those same clicks for cost effective, let's say what turned out to be the equivalent of $60 a piece because I paid my dues with organic and I just have to maintain it. To me, that's what I love about organic is a right now I can get ROI. I can't get from pay-per-click, but Assuming that they don't completely shut it down, there's still that opportunity to get ROI that only, you know, the auctions are not going down, they're only going up. And that's my concern with pay-per-click. Yeah, you know, one of the things that 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 interests me and concerns me is the whole like, you know, I can remember when everybody we knew was was spending time and effort and energy on building out their Google Plus profile because that was going to be the next big thing. And then it literally like just was like, okay, it's no longer a supported product and bye-bye. And what I'm wondering now then is, say I'm a new lawyer, right? Because there's a bunch of new lawyers or, or people who are new solos uh, who are hanging their shingle or someone who's maybe saying, I've gotten all my business off of referrals for, you know, for two decades and now I need to figure out a digital approach. Well, now let me ask you a question. What's the best approach to take in this situation? Because, you know, SEO is a long, is, is a long game, right? It's not something that you can do tomorrow and see results in December. Uh, so, so the question then becomes, do you focus yourself on, uh, on a, a small budget SEO content and links and put other money into products like LSA or pay-per-click to, 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 to at least have, you know, some oil coming through the pipeline while you're waiting for your, uh, your own stuff to, uh, to pop? Um, or do you say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stay on my referral kick, uh, and really focus on on content and links, um, you know, for six months. We've talked a little bit about the Google Sandbox. I think you should explain that in your answer to this question because not everybody knows what that is. Um, and I'm just wondering what's the what's the sort of the the best approach in in, in this situation because it can seem overwhelming. And I'm somebody who's been doing it for 20 plus years. Um, and I'm wondering now, okay, do I just say, hey, I can ride out the shot for shot clock for another 10 years? Uh, and then walk away, 
and not have to worry about this stuff? Or do I want to build something and have something I could sell or, or turn over to my associates or turn over to my kids? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm freaking out here, man. I'm freaking out amazing question that that has like 17 sub questions right? right i'm probably gonna miss them i should have taken notes on the actual question or have to go back and rewatch to get them all but look like most things in life if you're being honest it depends it depends on so many factors let's start with assuming that you're in the b2c space not the b2b space right, right. i mean that's what so, i'm basically talking about because no i, I understand I'm, I'm just i'm walking the audience right? right so if you're a b2b lawyer where it's you know the odds of seo doing you that much good it can but it's probably not the place to spend your first dollars right you know get season tickets join a club you know make sure you're taking people out to lunch and dinner as often as you can you know as, as covid will allow meaning that is number one so okay we're in the B2C world. Now the question is, what are your revenues at? And I have my own rule that I've made. It's arbitrary. It's it's like anything, I'm sure it, it doesn't hold up all the time. But more often than not, I use 350 as the Mendoza line. If you're over 350 and over in, in, in gross revenue a year, it's where you can afford to invest in SEO if you so choose. When you're under 350 in gross revenue, it is much harder. It's not that you don't want a website, and we'll talk about the sandbox in a second, because the age of the website makes a big difference. So starting somebody at the beginning of their career, my two cents is you want an age domain because age is a huge ranking factor. So even if you can't afford real SEO, getting a website up, you buy the domain, you put some content up, you use Wix if you wanted to, ideally use WordPress to, 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 to age it. But the idea being you start Google to be familiar with the URL and the content on it, period. That the, the sandbox is something when you first launch a website, Google doesn't immediately show you in the results. They keep you down, suppressed. Many pages, you said the second page, we're talking like third to eighth page until you pop. And, yeah. you know. That popping can be anywhere from three to nine months. And I can and I can actually speak to that because I, I went into Google Search Console so I could see where it was with the website that we launched. And our average position is like 47, right? right. On, on, a, on a site that's about five months, six months old, which means that you're talking the fourth or fifth page on average. No, no one's getting that far except the guy who owns the site who's trying to figure out if it's even being indexed at all. So this is a potential hack for our hack show. When people use pay-per-click, you, you come out, and I can't prove it. I, I mean, I, don't, I, I can tell you anecdotally, there, I've never seen a white paper on it, but there is no doubt there's a correlation. If you push pay-per-click through a site, try it on one of your sites, you will get out two to three months or faster. Wow. It's amazing. Sort of like the same, same as the TV effect. Google you know, says that pay-per-click doesn't affect it. They are getting trust points coming through. And we have seen that time after time affecting the length of length of time you're in the sandbox. Well, I mean, that kind of makes sense from a, from a Google perspective, because if someone's willing to put money behind a site, and then people hit that site and maybe spend some time on that site. Exactly. You know, those, 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 are, those are trust signals, right? right those exactly. are the type of things that, that affects in the pay-per-click world. It's called your quality score, right? But if someone goes to that site and doesn't click back and actually solves their problem, then Google can say, oh, this site must answer some questions that people need answered. 
You know, right, like so, imagine if you were like trying to decide if you were to invest in a restaurant and it takes a while before you get enough customers in. But if somebody went out and handed out a ton of flyers and all these people came in and you got to speak to them on the way out and see, well, they were in that restaurant for an hour and they 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 seemed to like it and they they took a menu for for ordering back, you know, you're getting those touch points. So great. The second one, which is a longer conversation, is that now GMB has I don't, it's not officially a sandbox, but it's essentially a sandbox period. You can't just launch a new office and say, boom, I want this to show right away. It, there is certainly a period of time where Google you know, takes before they're going to give you a fighting chance of competing in that market. And I can actually speak to that because I was at SMX East last October and uh, I heard uh, somebody from Google uh, give a presentation and they said that actually if you are about to launch an office in an area, you can actually set up your GMB up to 90 days before you actually open uh, and, and start to establish yourself in that location because they've acknowledged that it, you're not going to pop on day one. So it's something that you can actually set up your GMB for uh, if you're opening up a second or third or fourth office. You can do it up to 90 days. If you do it before 90 days, you could wind up on a blacklist, I guess. I, I don't know how they do that, but um, they want it to be open for business within 90 days of you setting up that GMB. So well, that's the way of saying they know you're not going to be shown, so who cares? Otherwise, they would tell you. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. You're open. So that, that's the craziness, right? I, don't, I assume you're not doing anything unethical. You show no hours. Right. But, okay, so the, 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 another thing, again, we're getting off topic to your question, but um, it's good stuff, which is Google is now – it used to be number of reviews was not a ranking factor for GMB for the, for the three pack. It now they're now saying it is a factor. What we had seen years ago was after the famous eyeglass incident. I think it was the New York times article expose about a group yep. that had on, on like canal street, New York that had all those terrible reviews, hundreds and hundreds of them. They were like, they didn't want those people competing. It was helping them. So they said, we're cutting. I think they finally said, you know what number do, size does matter. So that if you, so again, but coming back to your, what should you be doing? This is the question. I'm going to answer the question I think you were asking, which is, it's not about the new person because we just discussed that. But what about the person who's saying, hey, I'm a referral-based practice, but I want more. Either I want to leave it to my kid. I want to sell it. I, I want a little or bit I just more. want more my, revenue. Right. One more revenue. This is the, this is the dilemma. First, what is your window time-wise? Because if you're retiring the next couple of years, why bother? We're talking about this right now. To me, SEO is one of those things that's paying dividends over time and it builds year after year, like interest on your your, your savings account. So that in, in theory, the, the idea is you want something that's going to continue to breathe and grow and continue to multiply. So, the, But the piece that I'm most concerned about when people are making this decision is not, believe it or not, the SEO component. Because look, I know this. And frankly, if you wanted to do this, you could do this. You're, you're a smart cookie. You go to SMX. If you wanted to optimize sites, you could do that. You just have passions. You take them in those directions and you make good money doing what you're doing. But from the SEO point of view, it's not about can you do it because you can. But two things. One, from our point of view, doing SEO, and there are a handful of us out there that do SEO, you know, blocking and tackling with people writing content and links, all the things you and I have talked about in prior shows, that if somebody tries to say, hey, I'm writing you a check and it's done, 
it works infinitely less well than if somebody partners with you and helps you with content and figures out where their touch points are so you can get real links rather than have to manufacture them. You really want to partner. If, I, if you ever allowed me the privilege of working, there's so much Jay Ruane in the in, in out there that if we it could be tied digitally, it is amazing what could be done. So that's the first piece. But the second piece is something that we don't talk as much about on the show, which is, are you set up for a marketing-based practice? There's nothing better than a referral-based practice. And you have the benefit of both, right? You have your pay-per-click, you know, some SEO, and, and you get a gazillion referrals. PI-wise, best cases come from referrals. Referrals are amazing. I want to take nothing away from it. That said, if you want to scale beyond whatever you're able to do with referrals, you know, marketing is amazing, whether it be pay-per-click or organic. And this is where the rubber meets the road. And I would say it's almost more dangerous because at least with SEO, it's a slow start. But if you turn the fire hose on and you're lucky enough to get those calls, you, you are lucky enough to get a cheap LSA call. Great. But if you don't answer the phone and convert it, it's worthless. And if you're paying real money, if it wasn't LSA, it was, let's say it was, it was pay-per-click and that phone call cost you $300 to get that phone call and you don't monetize it, it you're pissing yeah. away money. So to me, what I, I, I would say, and this is what I have long conversations. One is, are you revenue wise there? B, do you have a long enough tail that it makes sense doing SEO? But finally, are you going to are you going to morph your law firm from a, a you know a non intake based firm where referrals come in and you get back to them when you want to in one day two day even three days seventy two hours the person's still waiting for you we both know in the marketing world that doesn't exist and unless you're set up for it and people say they want it right people say they want a lot of things oh I want more business I want to now market well unless you change your mindset and your staff's mindset, which sometimes means either additional staff or really making sure your staff is bought in, unless you change the mindset, it doesn't matter because even if the marketers are doing their job right, which is not a given, given how many red herrings there are out there, the fact is if you don't convert your office to take advantage of that marketing, then whether you're doing LSA, pay-per-click, you know, three-pack or, or organic, it doesn't matter because you're not going to get ROI if you're not fully you know, tell me when you get a phone call on a Saturday night, what, what, you know, if you see a real case come through and you get an email saying there's a real case on a Saturday night, what do you do? I call the person right away. Right. I just, Either I do or my sales lawyer does. If the sales lawyer is not available, one of my intake team members is jumping it, all over that to be able to big enough, make the, and and if if it's big, big enough, enough I got it. You know, short, short of the birth of a child. And even then, they might get a phone call back a well, couple hours later. You were you were texting me earlier today, and we had a, we had a, a whale on the line, and I and you said, "Hey, what are we? You know, when are we going to get going on this thing?" I said, "I'm in the middle of trying to make sure somebody gets out of jail. This exactly. is a big case. I'm standing down on everything else, rearranging my calendar because it's going to be you know a, a, a solid case that we're going to generate some decent revenue on. So you know that's that's what you have to do. But but, but that mindset, if it doesn't come. You know, again, do you have to do you have to be as crazy as you? No. But if you don't change the mindset of your staff that this is not just another phone call. Again, we have phone calls on in we've shows on intake. Gary Falkowitz is there, tons of people who speak on this. But the idea is unless you change the mindset, 
none of it matters. So to go back to like, what should you do? It depends on all these things. So assuming you are going to answer your phone and you do have $350,000 plus in revenue and you're in the B2C space and the makeup of your market is not super saturated, right? That's the next piece that we could talk about, which is if you're in a major market where it is already saturated with people with, with, you know, triple digit reviews, it's going to take a long time to overcome that. My philosophy, and I've done had some great home runs hit. Uh, a buddy of mine in Atlanta wanted to do stuff. And he said, you know, his office in downtown Atlanta is like, what should I do? It was like, well, you can keep your office there. We can even keep it on the website, but to make money, we need to move you to Western, uh, Western Georgia. And the idea being that we got to find a place where nobody else is fishing. And, you know, that is, that is, you know, whether it's Western New York or Western Georgia or, you know, somewhere, uh, you know, somewhere outside of where the, the main guys are fighting. If you can, if that intersection, you're like money balling populations, where can you find population that you can then bring your, your content to? And again, it, it depends, right? If you're in a practice where you have to show up in court, yes, you can't be three and a half hours from your main office. But if it's an area where you may have one court appearance per case and you're able to staff it appropriately, it, you know, finding a way to find geography that isn't saturated, if you're talking about just starting out, you know, that's part of the game. But if you say, hey, I'm going to be in this town, I know that I'm here for the next 22 years. Well, start, start building your fortress. It's an asset. You know, start building the house and you may start with the house and, you know, in a couple of years, you'll do an expansion and do more. And then eventually you may put a pool in the backyard. You know, you're able to continue to build and grow. And if you stay, if you stay with best practices, eventually it will pay off, but it's not going to happen in the near term. And that's comes back to your point, which is, you know, I think that depending on your time frame and your risk tolerance and your budget will determine how much you want to push into pay-per-click versus organic. Yeah, I mean, and that's really what it comes down to, you know. Uh, I guess, you know, part of the mindset thing is is when we talk about it, I'm reminded of, of that, you know, of that book, you know, you can't teach hungry, right? And, and some lawyers, you know, they're, they're comfortable, I guess, and they're not going to call that intake at 9 o'clock on a Saturday night. Um, or it just doesn't fit into their worldview, which is fine because I'm happy to eat their lunch. And when I call the people back, uh, you know, and, and I'm wondering if the the mindset of those lawyers that tends to be maybe a boomer age lawyer, you know, someone or maybe, you know, maybe older Gen X lawyers, uh, because the younger lawyers I see are either uh, are, are either not getting out there or putting everything into digital and not building the relationships offline. Uh, and so I think there's a there's a, there's something to be said for being able to balance the two. Uh, and and but getting back to my original point, you know, I, I guess the, 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 the decision really comes down to um, if you have a budget to take advantage of something like LSA or pay-per-click, you should certainly do that. But you should take some portion of your budget and focus on the long play, because, you know, a year ago we knew that Google was eventually going to get into LSA because they were starting to test it in, in San Diego for immigration lawyers. But two years ago, LSA didn't exist. Right. And who knows what's going to happen. And I guess in some respects, it, it funnels you back to what I like to do, which is, which is building brand um, on social so that people recognize the name. Um, and so when they're presented with those names, they have some familiarity with you in your local area. Um, to, you know, and I think that. that's 
a, a brilliant sort of segue to wrap this up because that's the two approaches we took. I didn't think in my market I could get to a brand saturation point through social. I thought that my market was large enough that I was not going to get to that point. So I went with, hey, I'm going to do pay-per-click even though it may not be an ideal ROI because that's the dirty secret. You know, yeah. even when done well, Google's smarter than us and it's an auction and very often their ROI disappears with pay-per-click. PI is nice because you get that home run once in a while, but in the criminal world, it's not uncommon for that to drop below three to one. And if you're not careful, two to one. Now, yeah. I was willing to live with those because I was tracking pretty well and tracking is not perfect, but I said, hey, as long as I'm above two to one, which is no way to live. If I'm not above three to one, I'm not happy at all. But if I can sort of be at, at two to one, but I have the paid ad, the map and the organic, to me, I was like, you know what? I'm not tracking perfectly, so maybe it's two and a half to one. And you know what? The fact that they're seeing that multiple times, just like Jay Ruane does that stuff to sort of pre-get somebody used to it with the brand, I was like, I'm going to brand all within the SERPs. And that was sort of my model and how I developed. Yeah. I mean, so it's a really interesting question. And one of the things that I think our listeners need to sort of take a, a, a step back and sort of identify what's your eventual goal? Right. Like, do you want to have a brand that's ubiquitous? Do you want to have a niche brand that is known in the legal community, but not necessarily outside the legal community if you're going to be working for referrals? Uh, because there's a lot of different approaches that you can take. And you really have to sort of make a conscious decision to take the right approach rather than like have it thrust upon you by inaction. I think that's really the uh, a takeaway that people should think about. Like, you can't not address these questions. You have to make decisions and move, you know, intelligently towards your goal. Uh, you can't just sit back and say, "Well, whatever happens, happens." And I think a lot of our people who are who listen to this are people who want to make those next steps, uh, but they're unsure of themselves. And and we're trying to give you some information uh, to do that. And so I think that should kind of wrap up this conversation because. Uh, we've gone really long, but there's a lot of stuff that you can unpack from this. Uh, so I would definitely recommend that you sort of sit back and 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 take this in again uh, and sort of just think through think through what we've talked about in the context of your goals in life and your goals for your firm. And I think that would be very helpful to a lot of people. Absolutely, that's good okay. stuff, Jeff. So here's what I want to do. Okay, so we we're we're curious about what your thinks your thoughts are about. Google LSA, about pay-per-click, about the role of it in your life. So down below in the comment section, please let us know if you're looking forward to LSA, if you're afraid of LSA, if you're getting results from LSA, if you have no idea what LSA is, um, certainly let us know. There's, we'll, we'll point you in the right direction. And, and I just, again, uh, disclaimer, Google is so screwed up right now. Oh, you yeah, live absolutely. through it. You know, we have listings that are in but not Pinkerton you know, approved, you know, there were people like everything else, you know, if you, if you got it through early, great, but it's X number of cases, you know, it's not, you know, a handful of cases may have slipped through. There's plenty of opportunity. I think the bad news is that very quickly it is going to get, the market is going to catch up. This is not going to be years where it takes for Google to get like with pay-per-click where it's gonna take years for it to catch up, you know, a handful of cases will get through early, but you know, uh, if you are counting on that as your business model at $60 cases, uh, it, it's not happening. It's not going to last. I mean, I, I, I remember my first click cost me two cents and I, and I show that slide when sometimes I give some presentations, uh, because it's mind blowing that, you know, the same, the same search term 
was two cents is now one hundred and sixty dollars. And the idea that your name, which nobody else should be bidding on, theoretically, is like ten bucks. In, in, in it's craziness. Yeah. So that when you I, look, I speak to some larger advertisers, you know, a TV advertiser where their brand means a lot, and they're just buying their name from Google, which to me is a disgrace. If I get on my soapbox, I, I want to, you know, your name should be free, and if for corporations too, why should Coke have to pay for their brand? You know, it just it's crazy. It yeah, it blows my mind. So here's what we're gonna do next. We've got a we've got a Ryan's book review uh, that's coming up, and uh, what I want to do is tee this up. He just had uh, a, a session with Kristen Davis, uh, who we both know as is a is a coach for lawyers, and she's got a book out, uh, and he's going to review that uh, and give it to us. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he has to say. So we're going to take a few minutes, take a break for, uh, for our sponsors, and then when we come back, we'll get into just book it with Ryan McKean. He's going to give us a great review. And then after that, we'll come back and wrap up the show. Sound good? Sounds great. Awesome. We'll be right back, folks. You're listening to Maximum Growth Live from Maximum Lawyer Media. We'll be right back after this short break. Do you want to get into social media marketing? Unsure of where to begin? The Firm Flex DIY plan was created for small firm and solo lawyers who want to start social media marketing for their firm but can't commit to the large budgets many agencies charge. In just five minutes a day, with the help of the Firm Flex coaches, you get daily ideas, weekly themes, hashtags, and stock images you can use to post on social media and market your firm. With a private and vibrant Facebook group you can always turn to, the Firm Flex DIY plan gives you the ultimate control over your marketing. By using the Firm Flex DIY program, as well as our weekly coaching and industry leading hacks, you can set your social media up for success, all for around $3 a day. Try it today at getfirmflex.com DIY. In this world today, if you want to grow your business, you want to grow your firm, you want to take on more cases and make a bigger impact, you have to have a digital blueprint. Statistically, throughout the time that we've been working with Blue Shark Digital, our law firm, the Atlanta Divorce Law Group, grew over 1,400%. Seth and his team have years of experience in this area. Blue Shark is truly a part of the firm, so I don't consider Blue Shark any different than the employees in my office. I know I can trust their, their input and their advice because they truly care about the people that they work with and just want to see you succeed. Hi, it's Ryan McKean here, and I'm really excited for this week's episode of Just Book It. I've got a great book to talk to you about, and I'm excited to share it with you. This book was actually sharing with, shared with me in the forum by our friend Brian Reedy, um, who recommended this book to me, and I devoured it. I liked it, and I think it has a lot to offer you out there uh, listening to this podcast. And that book is Kristen David's Up Level Your Business, Up Level Your Life. Um, Kristen David uh, was an attorney um, who then went on to work as a consultant at How to Manage a Small Law Firm and is now on her own uh, as a consultant at Upleveling Your Business. Um, she has a lot of experience both running a firm and seeing how other firms are run and really maximizing um, how you can best grow and make your law firm thrive. Um, and so this book is not very big. 
but what Kristen does is pack a lot of goodness into a very small book. So if you're looking for something uh, simple, something quick, something that you can probably read in about an hour um, that is going to help you grow your business, I highly recommend it. I think it was only $5.99 on Amazon. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a great buy. And I want to give you my three takeaways. You know, one of the things that, uh, you know, gets talked a lot about in the forums is sort of financial things and how do you make decisions? And one of the things that Kristen gave in this book, which is a question I hear a lot, which is, and the question I think about a lot, which is, you know, who is the next person to hire? And what Kristen does is she gives a gap analysis. And essentially what you do in a gap analysis is you write down the importance of every job on a scale of one to 10. Then you note who's doing that job and then you score how well it's done. So you can be saying that, you know, for example, a receptionist could be a 10 um, and your overworked paralegal is doing receptions or reception work and it's not being done very well. So it's a two out of 10 that you're giving that person. So the gap there is an eight. And if you go through and you do this with every position in your firm and you're honest, it's going to jump out at you who the next person that you need to be hiring is. So I found the gap framework to be very insightful for my business because that's something we always wrestle with, um, you know, with time and money and resources being limited. We, we need to know who our best hire is uh, for our next hire. Um, Kristen talks a lot about finances in this book and finances are obviously very important. And actually, I think that they're an under discussed topic across law firm platforms um, because a, a lot of firms operate, you know, hand to mouth, um, in, money in, money out. And Kristen really delves deeply into the financial controls necessary to run a successful law firm. And one of the frameworks that she uh, puts out in her book is called the rules framework. And in the rules framework, it's a simple way to increase your profitability. Um, rules, the R stands for rates. Um, one way that you can increase your profitability is to raise your rates. Um, U stands for utilization. And utilization is basically how well you are doing with what you have. Um, so if if you're having a lawyer scan the mail, um, you're having somebody who should be billing out at $250, $300, $400 an hour doing the work of uh, somebody who could be doing it for $15 an hour, their time is poorly utilized. So you need the right people in the right seats. L is leverage, um, which says that you should be leveraging technology. We all know that there are efficiencies with uh, Zapier, as Tyson calls it, Zapier, um, and other technological tools that can make our practice more efficient. So you have to be um, leveraging technology. E is looking at expenses. You know, I know our host, uh, Jay Ruane, is big into Movember, where he looks at his financial statements and cuts every expense that's unnecessary. Well, you need to be doing that in your law firm. So E is cutting expenses and S is speed. The faster you can shorten the time between work and payment, the more it's going to improve your cash flow and the more profitable that you're going to be. So S is speed. And finally, um, my third point in this book is, um, you know, Kristen gives a framework for, um, you know, how you should be investing your money in your business. And basically it's so simple. It's, three to one. Are you getting a three to one return? Whether that's from an employee, whether that's from uh, expanding your geographical presence, or 
whether it's from an advertising campaign or a marketing campaign or your SEO vendor. So really, as you look at that expenses, ask yourself if you're going to get a three to one. I highly recommend Kristen David's um, Up Level Your Business, Up Level Your Life. It's a quick read, a short read, and I think many out there um, listening to this podcast would benefit it. Till next week. Thank you. The lawyers who will succeed in the next decade are the ones who are focusing on building their brands where people meet. And there is no place better to build your brand than on social media. With the FirmFlex DIY social media plan, hundreds of lawyers like you are using social media to build their brand and become the one lawyer in their community that people know, like, and trust. By spending even just five minutes a day on social media marketing, you can engage with hundreds or thousands of people in your local community who will need your services. By cultivating a network of followers, you build a book of business that you can market to the next decade and beyond. If you are looking for a solution to help you jumpstart your social media marketing, look no further than the DIY plan at GetFirmFlex.com. The DIY was created by a small firm lawyer for people just like you helping you connect with local people online and build your brand and engage people in the topics they want to talk about, all for under $100 a month. To find out more, visit GetFirmFlex.com. In this world today, if you want to grow your business, you want to grow your firm, you want to take on more cases and make a bigger impact, you have to have a digital blueprint. Statistically, throughout the time that we've been working with Blue Shark Digital, our law firm, the Atlanta Divorce Law Group, grew over 1,400%. Seth and his team have years of experience in this area. Blue Shark is truly a part of the firm, so I don't consider Blue Shark any different than the employees in my office. All right, Seth, great show. We had a lot of stuff to talk about early on, but that's what this Tuesday show is all about, really sort of getting into the nitty gritty. Um, I guess you could say at the end of all of this, I was wondering if SEO is dead, uh, but you've th thoroughly convinced me that investing in SEO is something that I need to consider. I need to sit down. I, I actually, I, I, I it's, not, it's not happening for you, but maybe for others. <laughs> no, no, no. So listen, let me tell you what I did just so I can give the audience a thing. You know me, I am a man of a million ideas. I constantly push it out there. And so what we do is we have a running track list of everything that we want to do, every crazy idea that I have all year. We implement some, we don't implement some. Uh, starting October 1st, we do nothing for two months. And we are cleaning up all of the projects that we started. We're doing visual inspections of all of our websites, making sure nothing's broken. We're doing all the, 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 the grunt work, the weeding of the garden that we have to do before we get into December so we can kickstart the year straight. So there'll be no new ideas for me to my marketing team, but come yeah, December 1st. I don't buy it for a minute, Jay. I don't buy it for a minute. <laughs> come December 1st, I think SEO is going to be on my task list, and I would encourage everybody out there uh, to do the same. So um, we're going to leave it with that. Great review by Ryan, by the way. You know, I, I, you know, after hearing what he had to say about Kristen, after after hearing about the book, it's certainly something that I want to do. I want to reach out to her, yeah. get a session with yeah. her, and 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 see what I can do to level up my practice. Yeah, you know, Kristen's amazing. I met her uh, a number of years ago, and she just, you know, when you're in life and somebody jumps off the page, that's her. Really special person who has a way of connecting with people, and uh, really been neat to watch what she's done over the last few uh, few months. It's uh, really good stuff. Yeah, really excited about that. All right, Seth, we're going to sign off now. I am Jay Ruane. He is Seth Price, Blue Shark Digital, Get Firm Flex, Price Benowitz and Ruane Attorneys. We're happy to be with you on this Tuesday show. Stay tuned for us on Thursday. Seth, who do we got coming up on Thursday? We got Mario Godoy. Yeah. 
You know, Mario so was the, the um, was my one of the was my leader at John Fisher's mastermind last week. Gave me three great takeaways. Uh, I want to talk to him a little bit about it this Thursday. So I'm excited uh, for this for this show. No, he is. He, I mean, he lives what we talk about. You know, it's two firms. Really interesting take on intake that we we need to get into, and a lot more. He's uh, really one of those guys that every time I hear him. Uh, speaker just have a conversation with my head starts to explode because the way he processes information is just uh, just magic. Awesome. All right, folks. So we're going to end it here. Have a great week. We'll see you in two days on Thursday with another edition of Maximum Growth Live. For now, I am Jay Ruane. He is Seth Price. Goodbye. Have a pleasant evening and we'll see you two days from now. 48 hours. Here we go, Seth. We'll see you in two days. Thank you for listening to Maximum Growth Live. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast for the latest episodes and tune in live on Facebook every Thursday for our live show. For more information, visit Maximum Growth Live on Facebook or MaximumLawyer.com and be sure to share us with your friends.